two, one. From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between. Talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan. Welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Gentlemen. Hello, hear me? Hello. I got you. I got you. Yep. Got you okay. now. Tom's the only one that can hear anything. <laughs> I think it's Tom. That's when gets us. What's up, fellas? How you doing? Uh, doing well, man. Doing well. On on a Tuesday that felt like a Monday. It, yes. You have having a nice having a nice long extended weekend. I see uh, Mr. B Chain over here did some golfing with his uh, with his daughter. Looks good. Yeah, yeah. We had a nice little family uh, fun day Sunday, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was fun. Fun to get out with well, family. Enjoy the time to where uh, you can go golfing with them, where they can't outdrive you. Because <laughs> I took my fifth, I took my fifteen-year-old son, and he was ripping about three hundred down the fairway against me. And I'm just like, I'm done. I just, I can't do it anymore. I think Tom's finally going to hop back in now. I just oh. took him out of the stream, but he's going to get back in. <laughs> can you hear me? Everybody, hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay. So tonight we're going to talk football. We're going to talk NFL. But first and foremost, I want to introduce the two gentlemen that are on the screen that you probably haven't seen. We got uh, on the upper top there. Uh, we got Mr. Mr. Chain, Mr. Brandon Chain, and just below him the guy that looks like he's got just about as much gray hair in his beard as I do. Uh, we're going to go with Mr. Robbie Davis. Thanks, guys, for coming on tonight. Uh, yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And yes, I'm I'm racking up the gray hair. Yeah, <laughs> aren't we all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I keep mine high and tight, so you can't really see it as much. But, uh, yes, the gray hair is there, um, and, you know, kids will do that to you sometimes. So, uh, you so are, are we all that. just too lazy to shave every day? Is that what it is? We've all, we've all kind of just feel yeah. like I don't have time for that. I'm, like, I'm probably like once every, I don't know, every three weeks, I'll maybe I'll clean up a little bit, and I'll get my hair cut. So, see, I got – I got a bunch of gray hair and stuff like that, but oh, yeah. regardless, I'm, let's quit talking I'm about gray hairs. Totally gray. <laughs> well, let's quit talking about gray hairs. Let's get down to the business of why we're here tonight. We're here to talk NFL football week one coming up starting Thursday this week. Tom? Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, the probably the best time of the year uh, next to week one of college football, the starting of NFL season and this this week is you got a doozy with the Rams and the the Bills which is lining up to be a hell of a contest possible uh preview of the Super Bowl maybe we'll see maybe maybe but um so basically what we're going to do we're going to go through the divisions and 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 everyone's going to pick you know who they think's going to be the, the winner maybe a surprise uh who's on the hot seat possibly uh who do you think could be potential mvp and uh, we'll give predictions for what could happen in the season and then at the end uh, we have 10 games that we've highlighted that uh brandon and robbie are uh, pretty well known as far as uh, 
the gambling scene goes. They they're they they're pretty good at what they what they talk about. So uh, we're gonna let see. No- let me get my notebook. <laughs> It'll be well, uh, well. Are we good at talking about it? or Are we actually good at prediction? <laughs> That's what I was gonna hey, say. Hey, I, really all I know is I I lost seventy five bucks this weekend because Tom's like, hey, this is a great parlay to do, and he said. Uh, Raj said it was great. And I was like, well, you know what? And then was, you want to talk was, about it. You want to talk about eating a, a, a bag of crow on that one. They, they got it was house money, right? <laughs> exactly. Was that the, that the MLB parlay there? Throughout? Yeah. 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 Never again. Never taking nope. that advice again. Yeah. That was, that was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Hey, so, so gentlemen, f- go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Rich. I was going to ask you, gentlemen, did you guys have a chance to watch Hard Knocks? I have not yet. Personally. I am. I'm behind in it. I've watched the first couple. I've got it on my DVR. Going to try to get it caught up to it, maybe tonight and then tomorrow to, uh, before the games start on Thursday. What I got to ask, being a guy from Detroit and uh, you being from the, the Knoxville, uh, Greater Chattanooga area, what are your thoughts on Dan Campbell? Um, you know, I think it's either going to be successful, which for the Lions, no offense, is a difficult term to say what's successful, <laughs> but, relative. Um, you know, he seems to be a player's coach. Um, now how much does that play with veterans? Um, I think it could be an act that, that wears thin, um, pretty quickly, but the college guy, I mean, Detroit's a young team. They, you know, I uh, think for right now it's good to just kind of build some credibility. I mean, he's a player. He was a player. He's a player's coach. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he, you know, has his head in the right place. I'm, I was impressed with all the minority hires that are sprinkled throughout his staff. Um, so that really, you know, struck me as something good for the league. So I hope he's successful. Okay. I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit this year. I hopefully they win at least six or seven. I'm not getting I'm not getting Tom knows me. I'm probably one of the biggest critics of the Lions, so I'm not going uh I'm not getting all deep on them. So Well Vegas has uh the over under at six and a half and uh I'm I'm drinking the Honolulu blue and silver Kool-Aid. I think I think eight <laughs> wins are Attainable. Attainable. The schedule is nice for them. It is. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I haven't seen much of the hard knocks, but what I have seen and read about Dan Campbell, I love his energy. And, you know, with that kind of energy and that kind of commitment to his players, you, you got to want to play hard for him. And, you know, these guys get paid too. Uh, I think they can they can swing out seven or eight wins. We're getting QB1 is QB1. QB1 is dead set on the Lions in the playoffs. And uh, I think there's two of us on this screen that uh, would hope that that would happen, would would probably freak out if that happened. But it's yeah. remained to be seen. It remains to be seen. So <laughs> so since our guests are from the uh, state of Tennessee, uh, rightfully so, they're Tennessee Titans fans, let's kick off uh, our uh, preview with the AFC South. Uh, Brandon, talk about uh, – who do you think might come out on top and, and who do you think might uh, be a team that will underachieve? 
Oh man, this is a, this is a tough one for me. Um, you know, obviously bias for the Titans, love the Titans. I'm a little shaky on Tannehill and our offensive line right now, to be honest. Um, Matt Ryan walks into pretty much a AFC division winner team, uh, just a better quarterback than the previous one. So it's tough for me, but I'm still going to say Titans pull this out somehow. Um, but to be on the lookout is definitely the Jags. Texans are just full rebuild. They're two, three years away, I think. Uh, but the Jags could surprise some people in some games um, this year. You know, with a competent coach, it, even though Urban Meyer was great in college, he was great at Ohio State, uh, one of the worst, if not the worst, NFL coach in the history. <laughs> and uh, just made a complete debacle out of that entire season. So the Jags could be, you know, a little sneaky. They could be somewhat um, of like Purdue in the Big Ten. You know, they just just do good enough to upset a couple people here and there, but not really any, you know, playoff predictions or anything for them. So um, I would watch out for them a little bit. You know, don't overlook them when you're playing them because, uh, you know, they've, they've got some firepower. Uh, but I like the Titans here still, uh, even with Matt Ryan coming in. If we can manage the game – we still have Derrick Henry, and, uh, you know, we did lose A.J. Brown, but let's not forget, we added Robert Woods, who is, yeah, you know, a seasoned veteran. He's great in the locker room. He's going to get these guys together. And we've got a great tight end this year, which we didn't have last year. Um, you know, Hooper's going to be big down the stretch for us. So, uh, And he's looking for a rebound from absolutely. the last couple of years in Cleveland. He kind of was just a – afterthought never really gelled into that offense right right so uh, i like that and um you know we'll see what Trayvon burks has to offer you know this this guy has got a lot of big potential um it's year one usually wide receivers don't do too well in year one but you know sky's the limit so we'll see robbie oh go ahead oh Robbie, uh, what do you think the chances of a Malik Willis starting in year one uh, for his rookie campaign? Do you, or how long do you think that the, the leash might be for Tannehill? Oh, absent injury um, or Tannehill just falling off the cliff. There's there's no chance. Um, yep. this, this is this is a two team division, um, and I think it's going to come down to it's the NFL and who stays healthy. Um, yeah. You have two well-run organizations being the Colts and Titans. Uh, Vrabel is a, I mean, he's in that top echelon of the NFL coaches. They won, they were the number one seed last year when Derrick Henry missed, I think seven games. That's, yeah. that is great coaching and that's having your mm -hmm. player. I mean, outside of Belichick, Vrabel knows the rule book and plays the plays it to his advantage better than, better than anybody else. Um, Colts probably have a better defense. Um, you know, you keep waiting for that Henry fall off year. Um, I don't know if this is it. I don't think so. But 
it's a two horse lead. I'll take the better coach who I slightly think is variable. So that would be my winner. I don't expect much of, I mean, Houston's terrible and Jacksonville, they're not only are they young, but they're on their second head coach in two years and just not a really good ownership group. And so they may, they may wreck someone's day or wreck someone's season, but it's going to be, Three and four in that division are, are locked in. Then it's going to be a, yeah. a race for, I think, health and maybe who plays. You know, it, it, it's going to be a turnover here, turnover there throughout the season. It's going to going to win win the division or lose it. But I think both teams. Well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to uh, mimic what you guys are, are saying about Tennessee. Uh, you know, they did it last year without Derrick Henry, who I mean, we can all we can all sit here and uh, pound our chest and know that he's a juggernaut when it comes to uh, running the football. And, but what's really nice is, you know, Malik, we talk, you know, Malik Willis, uh, something's got to strike down and take somebody out for him to uh, take over and, and play just because I think Tannehill, I think he's their guy. And it's kind of like, you know, Brady wasn't the flashy quarterback. They just, yeah. they just designed a playbook to his, uh, you know, to his strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that did, they did the same thing because Tannehill really wasn't anything spectacular when he was in Miami, Miami but he yeah. came there. They kind of tailored to his, you know, his, uh, what his abilities are. And it's evident from the last couple of seasons. So, I mean, uh, I think Tennessee is going to be the, uh, the definitely the team to be uh, in the South there. Yeah, I do but, expect Willis to be in some goal line packages. Yeah, whether yeah. he gets the ball or doesn't, but Brady right. out there. That's just kind of like, like Michigan, kind of like Michigan with JJ McCarthy, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, um, Tennessee does have a pretty nice backup running back uh, that Brandon might be familiar with uh, <laughs> on their roster that I, I could see getting some some uh playing time in but yeah i agree with you boys i i think it's it's uh it's gonna be a two-headed monster um it's gonna be fun to watch it might be the only fun games in that division to watch when the the colts and the titans play so we'll see i mean it's it's a toss-up at this point you know who does stay healthy two veteran quarterbacks will matt ryan be able to adjust uh, to a new system uh, so we'll see. It, it'll be interesting. But moving on to the AFC East, or as I like to call it, the AFC Least. Um, obviously, <laughs> Buffalo is the cream of the crop. Uh, uh, the, the Patriots um, uh, will say the uh, worst coach maybe in Lions history is calling plays on the offensive end. Um, <laughs> Don't even say his name. Can't even, we're not allowed his, to say his, his name. name. Is not allowed on our no, show whatsoever. No, we just call it no. the fat man with a pencil yep. in his ear, or we call yep. him Rocket Man, right? Because everybody says he's a rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah, he can. His name can never be said on our show ever again. It's the old regime. <laughs> yeah, old, so, the old regime. So, Rich, we'll start with you. Um, we'll talk about the Dolphins. Uh, Tua. Uh, Tungya Laviola, whatever, however the hell you pronounce that's, his name. That's good. Uh, there's a lot Tunga of Viola. Uh, Tunga hey. Viola. Sound like Randy Moss with that jersey on. Straight cash, <laughs> homie. Straight cash. <laughs> homie. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, talk out of camp that he can make the throws, and then there's a lot of guys saying he can't make the throws. Uh, is this a make-or-break year for Tua? Uh, 
seeing that he's got Waddle, who's got the speed, and now he's got Tyreek Hill, who might be the fastest player in the NFL. Uh, is it uh, do or die for Tua, or are they weighing a lot on him for this season? I mean, really, it's the, uh, the ball's in his court. Destiny is – uh, it's there for him. I mean, what else more could you ask for being a, a quarterback? It, quarterback says, give me some receivers. Okay, we'll get you two of the fastest receivers that are out there. If you can't make something happen with that, I, then, I, I mean, I really don't know what else to tell you. Honestly. One of uh, one of which he has a relationship with that played yeah. college together. So so it's, it, it's kind of like, is it a make or break season for him? Absolutely, because, uh, you know, I, I – the, the organization has surrounded him with, with talent. It's like, you got to be able to do something if you can't, and they're going to be, they're going to be kicking themselves in the foot saying, you know, maybe we should have tried to trade to get Deshaun Watson, or we, maybe we should try to do something different. The draft, the guy like that, like that. The, the old, hey, hey, they got, they got more, Hey, they got more. Mas- oh, that was the hot topic last year. Miami it has was. more massage parlors. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Hey, you ask know? Robert Kraft. He knows all about it. You know? he, exactly. <laughs> Robert would be like, hey, <laughs> let me give you a couple numbers, and uh, we'll get you in, you know. Uh, you he, know. He, went, he went to the old rub and tug. What he needs is his is Robert Kraft's lawyer's number because he yeah. came out scot-free. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, he did. That's who I, he I needs. Heard, I heard it was known that Robert Kraft used to drop his business card in the fish bowls for free massages. <laughs> but I'm not one to spread rumors. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, they've given him every tool possible to, to succeed. Uh, and if you can't do it, what else are you going to do from what else are you going to do for the yeah. guy? I mean, you, yeah. besides buy him a replica Super Bowl, you know, Lombardi trophy. I mean, what else are you going to do for the guy? <laughs> uh, Robbie, uh, Mac Jones had a probably surprising rookie campaign. I don't think anybody gave him much of a chance to, to succeed. And, and you know what? He, it, it turned out to be a pretty good season for him. Uh, coming into this year, uh, a whole new offense. Uh, and from what we saw in the preseason, it was, it was real rough. Does Max Jones struggle coming into year two, uh, specifically being that he's going to have to learn a whole new offense? Or do you think he can fight through and, and repeat his performance from last year? So I think that he's one of the smarter quarterbacks in the league. And the thing that bothers me about the Patriots this year that I'm not sure you can say in the last 20 years, but it's kind of like, what are they doing in the coaching meetings? What are they like this whole no coordinator system and trying to kind of outthink everyone. So what worries me is you've got a young quarterback played well year one, but still going to year two. Now defensive coordinators have a year of his film also. So it works both ways. And to not have offensive coordinators, and so is the guy we can't say going to be actually calling the plays or is it going to be <laughs> Belichick saying, hey, I need to run, you know, pick one out of these. Like I just don't know how it's going to go down because they've been very vague about it. So yeah. in that division, um, take the Jets out of it, obviously. Um, of those three teams – Generally, all good. Um, I have the most question marks with the Patriots this year. Um, the, I, I think the Bills are going to be um, obviously a Super Bowl favorite, um, yeah. favorite in this division. I think Miami, like like Rich was saying, they've got weapons, man. And if Tua can play point guard 
Um, they should be fun to watch. And and so I look at this kind of the two-tier race, too, unless the Patriots surprise me just to kind of get some, I don't know if it's just openness about what's going on or kind of put people in roles, but they worry me a little bit. Well, you look at, uh, Brandon, you look at Buffalo. Uh, th- is there a team right now in the NFL that has maybe a, the, a bigger chip on their shoulder or more hungry after that epic AFC championship game where uh, Josh Allen unfortunately didn't get an opportunity to uh, touch the football in overtime. Uh, do you see that as uh, momentum going into this season, uh, driving them? Obviously, they'll be the, the favorite for this division. Uh, do you see them getting right to the, you know, the precipice of, of a Super Bowl as a, as a, a motivating factor? Definitely do. Um, possibly a bigger chip could be the Bengals a little bit, uh, just just with that loss. But, no, I, I love the Bills this year. I mean, they're clearly the NFL favorite, Vegas favorite. Um, they just got better in the offseason, you know, and – they were already, you know, could have easily won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, a couple plays here and there, they, they were in it and could have won it. So, um, they've got a high-powered offense as well. Um, their defense got better. Uh, addition of Von Miller. Yeah. Former Super Bowl with the Rams. And you know, Broncos. I mean, and Broncos. I mean, this guy just collects rings. Like, he's yeah. the – you know, Lord of the Rings over here. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's the Bilbo Baggins of the NFL. He, yeah, he just keeps going on, little hobbit, and just playing, <laughs> knocking people, quarterbacks back. So um, I love it. I love the Bills to fire. I love uh, Josh Allen, just an all-around good dude, good quarterback, good leader, um, tons of weapons there. And, man, I, it's a tough, tough division to say that, they don't win it. Uh, and Patriots, you know, you never count out Bill. Um, he's He always seems to be the smartest guy in the room without saying a, a word. And this guy somehow figures out. I know it, it's completely crazy with the no coordinator situation right now, like Robbie said. Um, but, man, he just produces players and – brings elevates their potential quickly and you know I, I don't count out Mac Jones at all I mean he's he's a pretty accurate quarterback and for you know the old school Belichick system an accurate quarterback's all you need uh, yeah. I mean you can yeah. dink and dunk you can I dink and dunk you, Bill Belichick would not <clears throat> draft running backs in fantasy football <laughs> <laughs> He does. He just takes them very. Give me the, give me the lacrosse takes, player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Like this guy. I mean, he just he just makes people step up. I mean, he just brings out the best in you. So you can never count them out as an outlier. Um, to a, we'll see. I, I agree. It's this is kind of a make or break for him. He's got everything in in the arsenal to to be the guy he's supposed to be. Um, but there's no no question in my mind the Bills win this division um, hands yeah. down. Yeah, I think they healthy. Yeah, I I think the accu, accu uh, you know getting Von Miller 
uh, in the mix here this year kind of solidifies a defense that was already loaded really uh, and fast. So this this is definitely a, a Buffalo winning the division and you know two headed race for uh, you know second place. But uh, uh, moving on to the uh, the AFC North, this would be uh, you know my my dad's uh, favorite division for his uh, Browns. Um, Robbie, do you think? With all the turmoil, we'll say, around Brown's camp this year uh, and Jacoby Brissett, what are the chances that they can kind of put that in the back burner and just go out and, 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 and put together a, a successful season and from what really seems to be a pretty weak schedule? Uh, do you f- see that they, they might be able to stay afloat until week 13 when the old rub and tug comes back? Your dad is a Browns fan, and you chose to be a Lions fan. Well, my dad's from Ohio, and I am. I mean, not, that's so. just like a unhappy <laughs> household. I do have a Browns flag hanging here in the speakeasy. So um, it's like a it's like a one legged man in an ass kicking contest. <laughs> um, you know, I think if it. If I'm the Browns, I I know there's always some hype around them, but if I'm the Browns fan this year, you know, it's a wasted year. I'm almost happy if we lose 15, 16 games and we have the number one pick. Um, There's no sense in being mediocre in this league, and they're not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. That division is loaded. Um I know Pitt Trubisky's going to start a quarterback. I expect to see um, the kid from Pitt um, at some point in the season. Um, but I think Pittsburgh well coached. But yeah, if I'm the Browns, I'm not sure I'm wanting to win many games. I would rather – I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs, and I'd rather stack some draft picks um, and see if I can – if they even have any draft. I can't remember what they gave up for Watson. but um, Like four number ones, I believe. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe just disregard. I just thought about that. Maybe disregard my yeah. entire opinion. Well, well, real quick on top of that, he conveniently enough comes back. It's week 13, I believe, against the uh, Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Let's say the, the Browns are, you know, in the mix, within one or two from making the playoffs. Do you make a quarterback change? Uh, and put Watson in, or you just keep rolling with with Brissett. Man, that's a lot of guaranteed money to sit on the bench. I, I want I want him playing as much football as he can. Okay, makes sense. Um, Brandon, uh, you mentioned it a, a, a few minutes ago. The Bengals might have a chip on their shoulder. Um, sometimes teams going into the Super Bowl, uh, they come out feeling like they maybe are owed something and they don't really, you know, uh, perform like you would expect them to. Do you think that Joey Burrow led team uh, with well coached with, uh, with Taylor um, and with the skill set, and then the, the, the players that they picked up, do you see the Bengals kind of falling down that path? Or do you think that they're, they're potentially uh, up for another rebirth in the Super Bowl? Um, I'm calling rebirth here. They they got better in the off season. Yeah, they did. And this is a young, talented team that is oblivious to the 
Super Bowl hangover. And these guys are hungry, they're young, uh, and they're super talented. And like I said, they only got better on the offseason. So I, I don't see them taking a, a step back at all. Um, I see them taking a step forward and, yep. you know, watch out because they're definitely my leaders for this division. Well, Joey Burrow has proven that he's an absolute winner, probably the greatest performance in, in NCAA history uh, when he was a senior at uh, LSU. And yeah. to get them to the Super Bowl in year, his second year, uh, yeah. after you know a knee injury, it just, just shows the perseverance that he has as a player, as a professional. So, yeah, I, I agree. They definitely have the, uh, the pedigree to get back. Um, Rich, Lamar Jackson, uh, contract year. Um, ever since, you know, he had the, uh, the diarrhea gate up there in Cleveland seasons ago uh he gets he gets baltimore kind of to the edge but then when it matters most he just doesn't seem to have what it takes is this the year that lamar jackson says hey i'm a i'm a legit quarterback both uh with my legs and with my arms can i can they count on lamar jackson to put them over the top in that division well you got to look at it. I remember his first year in the season, or the first year in the in the league. Uh, he'd he'd run the ball. He he pretty much could do everything that you wanted him to do. And then, as you can kind of tell, I think he got kind of managed a little more. Say, hey, you're you're more valuable valuable to us if you don't put yourself in situations to get injured. And I think they've kind of tailored the play calling for him to kind of yeah be a little more structured. With his, with his passing, more of a pocket passer. He kind of does get out and, you know, does what he does. He eludes tacklers and stuff like that. As long If they keep making the same play calls that they did the last couple of years, I don't I don't see that. I mean, if they let him run wild, let him run wild. I think if they yeah. let him run wild, uh, all it's going to do is it's kind of like one of those, it's, uh, you know, it's a 50-50. Uh, you know, is he going to get injured if he gets hit too hard or if he's going to, you know, so really that's my personal opinion when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Is it a make or break season for him? I don't think so. I still think he's no. a very, I think he's still a very good quarterback. Um, I just think that the, I think the Ravens have been kind of conservative uh, with him as, you know, they see him for more of a long term instead of just a short term. Yeah. Real uh, quick there. Yeah. Um, with with a healthy J.K. Dobbins here in the backfield this year, I think they're going to focus more back to their roots with that running game. Their their yeah. defense is is pretty elite. It's one of the best in the league, and I really think that's going to take a lot of pressure off Lamar to let him kind of do what he typically does without people keying on him. So uh, I think that's really going to help him out a lot this year. Yeah, if they can. Yeah, I agree. If they can establish the run with Dobbins. Uh, yeah. that opens up a lot yeah. more for him. And then obviously in the end game, what does it do? It protects him from sure, taking correct. those hits. Well, it was a running back uh, carousel once Dobbins got lost with that knee injury. So I don't think they He's ever still... found that consist consistency. Exactly. And then on top of that, your you know, number two receiver, Hollywood Brown, he had more drops than any other receiver in the NFL. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you have an opportunity to get bailed out and your, your guys are failing you so that, you know, that makes it tough here. 
Uh, and yeah. as far as the Steelers go, I, I, I think Trubisky was the, the throw in. I, I don't, I don't see him lasting more than six weeks. Pittsburgh Steeler fans are six. rabid six. at the most, at the most. Yeah. They're going to be calling for Pickett. They already love him there. Um, this is unfortunately going to be uh, Tomlin's probably first losing season uh, coming out of that division. Uh, but, and they'll get it right. Pickett will, you know, get the job, and and by next year they'll they'll put some pieces around him. So, um, it's going to be tough. I mean, the division between uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore could be a good one, but I agree. I think Cincinnati, uh, having the experience of going to the Super Bowl, uh, will kind of put them over the top. And Joey Burrow is Joey Burrow. He's my quarterback in fantasy. I'm rooting for the best for him. And we're going to move on to the, the <laughs> best it, what division. What do you say, Robbie? Joey Burrow. Joe Burrow's bomb. bomb. I had him last year. <laughs> hey, well, Somehow he made it to the Super Bowl and also sucked. <laughs> hey, hey, Robbie, I got Josh class. Allen. I got Josh <laughs> Allen. That's that's a good good person to have. That's a good one. Uh, so we'll move on to the AFC West, which is arguably the, the best division in all of football. And you take – uh, the Chargers, we're Herbert, you know, unbelievable uh, fourth quarter comeback last year and what could have put them in the playoffs, but it didn't happen. Um, is he, uh, I'll start with uh, Brandon, is Herbert maybe the best quarterback in this division? Uh, seeing obviously what he's been able to uh, uh do with with the weapons that he has. Obviously, Mahomes has always been there. But is this the year that he kind of takes that next step and 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 takes over that division? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I've gone back and forth on this, but just with the eye test to me, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is one like we haven't seen in quite some time with just a raw natural athletic ability and the ability to make his receivers better. Yes. He has Tyreek Hill or had and you know, Travis Kelsey, but you saw guys like, you know, McCall Hardman and Sammy Watkins, which was a one hit wonder (laughs) show up and, and he put them in the right position. So I always go, for me, it's it's Mahomes slightly over Herbert. Now Herbert is is definitely a powerhouse in in his own right and a very consistent passer, uh, very accurate, and he he also elevates his players. Um, I just like a little bit more experience with Mahomes in the, the tough game situations here. I think it's a tough two headed race again here. You know, Russell going to Denver. That's a wild card. I mean, we haven't we haven't seen that one yet. Um, <clears throat> man, that could be that can be a sleeper in this division, to be honest, because they they were a pretty much a Super Bowl team, um, maybe a quarterback, a quarterback away. Yeah. Right? So um, they're 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 my dark sleeper, dark horse in this. But I still, until you prove me otherwise, I mean, I I got to roll with Mahomes. Rich, Rich, um, you know, Brandon mentioned early Tyreek Hill they, that Mahomes had. 
in previous years, he he was always Mahomes' security blanket. Given given the the state of the Chiefs' defense, eh, it's a little iffy, a little wishy washy. Who is Mahomes going to uh, rely on to get that that big catch or that big touchdown late in the game? Uh, is it Kelsey? Is it uh, maybe uh, TikTok Juju or or who do you think could be that that go to guy? I think I'll be honest with you. I I think Juju, uh, although he still is a a serviceable wide receiver, I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be Travis Kelsey. I think he's gonna the guy he's familiar with. He's gonna be that guy that's gonna get the ball when they need when they need that first down when they need that play. He's gonna be the guy to get the ball. So I mean, I Tyreek Hill out of the picture. It's gonna be Travis Kelsey. Well, Robbie, uh, like I said earlier, the best division in football. Who do you pick in this this conference in this division to miss the playoffs? I mean, you look at you look at uh, Russell Wilson coming over to Denver. Could he be that chip that they needed? And then you have the Raiders, who you know what they've they've shown they've been on the rise the last couple of years. They've got a really good defensive front, and Carr's a pretty underrated uh, quarterback. So who in that division do you think doesn't make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, this is the t- – but yeah, yeah, the toughest division in football. You look at the Raiders plus 640 to win this division. You put the Raiders in the NFC, they're probably put plus 650 around that to win the whole conference. That's yeah. how loaded the AFC is and this division particularly is. Um, you know, you have Josh McDaniels coming over there. It's his second time being a head coach. Mm-hmm. What did he learn from his first go around in Denver? Um, man, if Andy Reid always is a winner, the Chargers are loaded. Did, who doesn't make the playoffs? I don't know. Is it mathematically possible for all four to make it, or is that an impossibility? I think this year it it's possible because uh, they're adding adding two teams to the playoffs. So yeah, so I mean, I'd say you have to go with the Raiders just because of the off the field. They've lost a few first round picks uh, to either crime or or what have you. Um, no yeah, good Carr, lawyer. I know a great lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carr, let me have his number if you find one. Yeah. Hey, get your business cards out, Robbie. Car, uh, <laughs> car is underrated, and he and man, um, you got to go Raiders. But I'm not confident in them missing the playoffs. Well, I, I got I got to tell you, there's one game this weekend that I'm looking forward to, and and I think it's going to be really cool to watch. It's it's. It's a storyline that I really haven't heard anyone talk about a whole lot. And it is Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. Yeah. His first game uh, with the Broncos going back to where, you know, he built that franchise pretty much. So that's going to be a really cool game to watch. Um, uh, will he get a standing ovation? I, I'm pretty sure those those fans in Seattle love him. And, oh, and I don't think they hold any yeah. grudges. So. I'm starting to think that the NFL schedule is not quite as random as they make it out to be. 
Yeah, it is yeah. either. I don't think it Not is. Hey, you're suspended 13 weeks, but your first game yeah. back is happens mm-hmm. to be against. Yeah, and then Baker Mayfield going back to Cleveland yeah. to open the yeah. season. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. This one. well, that game's in Carolina. So. Oh, okay. So moving on to the NFC East, uh, this is a division that has probably the most overblown. Uh, team in all of football, and you can probably figure out who I'm talking about. Yeah, it's the Dallas Cowgirls. Absolutely. Um, oh. Every year, every year, you you know, you hear when, this. Is when did be- that change? It went from the Coke Boys to the Cowgirls. Like Coke Boys sounds a lot more stern, and like you're about to win <laughs> well, something. When, when Michael Cowgirls. Irvin, <laughs> when Michael Irvin retired. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, he so, took his. Hey, he, he took his Coke and went home. Okay. Yeah, you know, bat, bat and ball when you were a kid. He took his pack of coke. Irvin, <laughs> Irvin would hold on to that coke tighter than a Nick Saban at the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> so going in oh, every man. year, every year they, they they're you know unanimous to pick to win win the division, and and I just I don't understand it. It, it, it. Ratings probably the fan base, but Brandon, going into this year, I'll I'll start with you. Uh, seeing that their running back is uh, from your uh, favorite college. Um, Dak Prescott and, and uh, Zeke Elliott, uh, in years past, they, they've shown to be a good good duo. Elliott's kind of been a little disappointing the last two years. Uh-huh. Last two years. Mike McCarthy might be uh, – his ass is on fire. I'm not going to lie. It, he's sitting on the hottest seat. It, it, do they – Get out of this division. Does McCarthy save his job and getting them pushed in the playoffs? Uh, McCarthy save his job? No. Uh, McCarthy <laughs> McCarthy just seems like an interim coach. That you know, let's let's talk about who the real coach is here, and that's Jerry Jones. And oh, until yeah. he lets go of this and actually hires people to run this for him. The Cowboys are always going to be the Cowboys or the Cowgirls or the Coke Boys or whatever you want to call them because they will forever be somehow America's team that is always pre-ranked really high. It reminds me a lot of Notre Dame in college football. Like They just show up every year in the preseason rankings and they're super high and it's like, really? Why? Um <laughs> he's only he's only saying that because Ohio State only beat him by eleven this weekend. <laughs> Go ahead, I don't mean to interrupt. You know, we only beat him by eleven. We uh, and that's a whole nother conversation. That'd be another show. Have. That's another show. Yeah, we'll that's another that. show. We can talk about right. that. And I was completely irate about that entire situation. So anyway, uh, no, the cat. All right, so Zeke, he was injured most of the year last year. Played through injury. I think Zeke will be fine. Um, it's just, what does what this Cowboys defense got to offer? Uh, I mean, little to nothing. And yeah. I, I I just don't see Dak it's being, Mike. It's Michael Parsons and that's it. Yeah, I just, I don't see Dak being, you know, enough to, he's a really good, you know, mediocre top, you know, 15 quarterback in the league, maybe top 10. Yeah. But uh, he's he's not going to be that upper upper echelon that kind of put puts his team on the shoulders and, and rides it through. And 
You know, I, I like some of their weapons, CD Lamb um, on the on the edge there, but it's the Cowboys, man. I mean, can we just stop talking about them until they really do something? And the weakest, one of the weakest, probably second, yeah, uh, weakest division in the NFL. Like, let's just stop talking about them. Yeah, I, I agree. Moving on, uh, we won't even talk about the uh, Commodores or the Commanders. Excuse me. Because uh, they have Carson Wentz, uh, and we all know what Carson Wentz has, has accomplished since he played for this team that we'll talk about, uh, uh, Robbie, the Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts, finally the man. Um, pretty good at times last year. Is this, is this the year that, that he, you know, maybe takes another step? And, and I believe that the Eagles win this division. And, and do you think they win the division – based upon the play of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm big on the Eagles this year, too. Um, they're plus 150 to win the division. I like that for a division winner. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you guys said with the Cowboys. Just stop. And then, yeah, the – I want to say something about Washington, but I don't want to get in trouble, but – they're 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 my least favorite team in football because of this stupid name. Ownership and ownership. You have a stupid name. football team sitting there. It was cool. It was different. And you go and do something like this. I so I just I it's it's maybe the worst thing since the Jaguars did that two tone ugly helmet. That's just <laughs> like and so so the. Washington Commanders have now replaced Jacksonville as my least favorite team in the NFL. <laughs> um, but digress, yes, I like Jalen Hurts. I think they're giving him the weapons. We talked about two and his weapons. So two ex-Alabama quarterbacks getting loaded with weapons. Uh, Two-dimensional attack. Um, I really like the Eagles and what is, the, if, if not the worst, at least the second worst division in football. Second worst. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Rich, uh, the Giants, uh, maybe the one of the worst quarterbacks, Danny Dimes. Um, they're going to finish third in the division at best. Uh, maybe even the, the commies finish ahead of them. Who knows? We'll see. Are the Giants going after a, uh, one of the prize quarterbacks going into next year's draft? And how long does Danny Dimes last this year if, if they're not producing? I'll, I'll be honest with you. He's on a short. He has to be on a short lease. He has to be. Uh, he hasn't done anything in the last two years. Uh, actually, he hasn't done anything since he came in the goddamn league. Yeah. Uh, He's only known for uh, tripping on his own feet uh, with nobody within 20 yards of him last year. Yes. Yeah. He's right up uh, there with Mark Sanchez in the butt fumble. The right? butt fumble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, or, or, hey, hey, but he's won more playoff games. Come on now. Or, hey, or Dan Orlovsky Dan hey. running out of the back of the end zone. Um, I, I mean, I honestly, I think next year they are going to be searching for a, uh, new signal caller, uh, for that team. Uh, I think this year, a very short leash, uh, is to be had with, um, with, uh, Danny, uh, Danny times as we like to call him. Uh, I think Tyrod Taylor will come in as long as, uh, that, you know, the medical guy doesn't puncture a lung or anything like that <laughs> on him. Um, uh, I, th- I think he'll come in and, um, I'm not saying that he's going to, He's not going to light the world on fire, but he's going to make it respectable. 
are they going to get higher than third in division? No. I still think Washington might get a higher seed than that. Defense. Just based on the fact that their defense is their defense is defense is pretty legit. Yeah. Well, I got my I got my dog barking in the background. Depends on when Chase Young comes back too on that. True. Yeah. Exactly. He is. He's not looking good for the start Uh, of the season. You know, one of the things that uh, with with the Giants that I like is. is knowing that the the Lions uh, said uh, Kenny Galladay, I think we're cool, dude. You can you can go your own way. Mm-hmm. I watched him in the preseason. That dude sucks. He's got stone hands. Yep. He can't catch a ball. He can't run a route. It's like no, they, I'm glad they, the Lions. You know what? For once in my life, I'm glad the Lions didn't sign a player, and that's him. Yeah, they, I they, think they've got like. What Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony is like their yeah. highlight reel. Yeah. And so, who knows what Tony's gonna amount to. Well, here's the thing though. A, a healthy Saquon though, I you know, if they kind of, you know, put their nose in the ground, their offensive line's not terrible. Um, so I you know, they they could make a little bit of a splash here, but it's gonna come down to game managing for him, I believe. Uh Danny Dimes as you like to call him. So, yeah. Uh, as long as he doesn't lose the game for him, I think they could be in a few of them. But they're going to finish last. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Moving on moving on to probably my guess would be the second worst division in football. Uh, the NFC South, uh, I probably can agree who, who who's going to end up on top in this one. Um, <clears throat> Rich. Panthers, by Matt Rule, who is another one that uh, his underwear might be on fire or at least smoking anyhow. Uh, Got Baker Mayfield coming in. Uh, Was named the number one starter uh, even before uh, Darnold got hurt, and he's going to miss a bunch of time. But is this a team that, you know, given Baker's going to have a big chip on his shoulder, is this a team that could come in – and maybe change a few people's opinions of and, and maybe make a run at uh, one of the top spots of this division? Um, with, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, I mean, we can say to all four of us, we could probably say, again, he's one of those guys where he was surrounded by talent, right? He, he was in Cleveland. They gave him a run game. They gave him wide receivers. They gave him everything they needed to have. Still wasn't successful. Still wasn't able to win the big game. However, with that being said, I think um, I think one of the things that uh, is going to be interesting to see is as long as Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, uh, because, I mean, Baker Mayfield is not a threat on the field as long as Christian McCaffrey is on the, is on the field. So I think uh, him staying healthy, it opens up uh, it opens up a lot of different options um, for Baker. I think he'll be a more effective. Uh, he'll be a more effective quarterback, uh, but he's going to have to rely on that run game to to open those options up for him. Um, uh, Matt Rule, I agree with you. He is on the hot seat. That that ass that ass needs tux for the um, uh, for the hemorrhoids that he's on fire. So uh, he needs those pads. Yeah, he needs he needs those pads. You know, so slide around right uh, in right there. Yeah, just you know, just kind of make it gentle and easy on him. But yeah, he uh, 
he definitely um, he definitely is on the hot seat. And honestly, I think between the two guys that they had in camp, between I mean, Darnold hurt, okay, but I think out of the two guys that they had in camp, uh, I believe they they selected the better quarterback to to start Week One. Yeah, I I agree, Robbie. You got you got the Falcons coming in with for, uh, Marcus Mariota, free agent signing. Yeah, I mean, if he can stay healthy, he could you know produce a little bit for him. And then you've got the rookie Desmond Ritter, who um, I'm a big fan of uh, quarterbacks that play four years in college. I, I, I think staying full term um, uh, matures you not only as a man, but as a player. You're getting reps when normally you'd leave and probably sit on the bench. Uh, do you see any scenario where uh, Ritter maybe earns a, position, uh, earns a starting uh, spot for this team? Or is is it maybe uh, if Mariota gets hurt, then he gets a, gets a, uh, an opportunity? Um, yeah, I mean, I think if Mariota plays well and you have Pitts there and you have kind of your security blanket, I, I, mean, I think Mariota is a serviceable quarterback for what is looking to be a last place team for sure. He's not there's he's not um, in the, the late 20s, early 30s as far as work, quarterback ranking the league. Um, this, though, oddly enough, if I'm gambling and I just want to throw a flyer out there, Falcons plus three. Th- there, there's each year, it seems, there's some division where the worst goes to first. And this is kind of one of those. Tampa's he- fav- heavily favored. But there's no second team in this division. Mm-mm. Like Mm-mm. the rest of them are just crapshoots. So if you got yeah. some money, you want to just perhaps light on fire or get some. <laughs> take the Falcons. If, I mean, Brady is still 45 years old. Like um, with a new face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm 30. I just turned 38, and just uh, getting out of bed hurts. So I can't imagine what playing the NFL is. So oh, that gray in thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, hey, Rich, we don't all have this easy, cozy life. Some of us have to uh, get up and work hard. Um, and so, but yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, if I'm gonna take a flyer, I think I'm going to Atlanta. Uh, just to just damn shots fired. Oh my god. And I'm never gonna be asked back as a guest. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, you will. hey, I want I want you on every week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Brandon, uh, obviously the cream of the crop in this division is uh Tampa Bay. <laughs> Brady has lost a couple pieces of his offensive line, and it proved last year losing Christian Wirfs. In the playoff run, that really hurt him. Sure. Uh, with all with all these, you know, rumors and speculations, the latest I heard is uh, Giselle has moved out of the house. I don't know how much of this is true. Um, and it, from what I've understood, she's not happy about him returning to play in the and NFL. She moved, she's got a new residence right now. It's uh, 382nd Street. Well, that's I not mean, true. It's, you want me to get it real quick? It, it, it's somewhere. Uh, it's somewhere in Costa Rica, from what I've what I've been told. But anyways, uh, he's forty five years old. He missed uh, the chance at the Super Bowl last year. Is this a 
a season where maybe all the outside noise plays a factor in, in his non-success? Not at all. Have you seen this guy? This is the greatest potentially NFL football player we've ever seen cerebrally and physically, like just managing a game. And he makes people better around him. True. I don't doubt him at all. Like we, the media and everyone has tried to fade Tom Brady for the last, you know, three or four years, five years. And all he does is win. And mm-hmm. there, until he proves differently, there's no way I'm betting against this guy. He came back for a reason. If if it's yeah. causing problems in his marriage, you better be damn sure this guy is hungry and coming for a yeah. Super Bowl. And he's yeah. he's gonna make sure uh, his guys are ready. Have Have you seen the off takes of him talking to his team and in other situations? I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Like he is a true goat, true leader. Uh, yeah. People shut the hell up and listen to this guy when he's speaking. And yeah. man, no, are you kidding me? I'm not. There's no way in hell I'm going against this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's he's the kind of guy that that just seems to when the chips are down, when everybody's wrote him off, he. He proves otherwise. So all yeah, that does I, I, is fuel his fire, and he yeah. will, he'll be back with a vengeance. So and you know mm. his his competitive juices are are always flowing. So we'll move on to the NFC West. Uh, obviously, home of the 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 Super Bowl champions from last year. Uh, also, home of the new contract of Kyler Murray, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we'll start with you, Robbie. Um, Arizona had probably one of the worst performances in, in, in playoff history, specifically Kyler Murray. Does that performance kind of get washed away uh, and, and they prove that they're, they're a reputable team in that division, even though they don't have uh, Hopkins until week six? Yeah, something – and this has been like this for the last two or three years – Something about Arizona just doesn't sit well with me. They start off out the gate, and it's almost like um, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't adjust as the season goes on, and they get worse and worse and worse. And so, I don't know if it's – I don't think it's Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray's a, good, a really good NFL quarterback. Hopkins will come back, maybe rested. But this division is still tough, even though I'm not – it's big on the or on the Niners is what appears to be everybody else, um, but something about them I just can't trust them. If it now the, the NFC is the worst conference of the two, so I do think they'll be in the playoff mix, but I couldn't have much confidence in them going far in the playoffs. If they get in, yeah. Uh, Brandon, one of the guys we talked about as possibly. Uh, a sleeper receiver for the Rams this year was Allen Robinson, um, mm-hmm. being that he's he's an upper echelon type of receiver, but he's never had a quarterback worthy of throwing him the ball. So losing Odell Beckham to you know, he got a knee injury last year and they just never re-signed him. Do the Rams have a legit opportunity to go in there and repeat? Uh, seeing that they lost Von Miller and don't have Odell Beckham, but picked up a pretty good Allen Robinson. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't count the Rams out at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Allen Robinson, you know, playing in the Bears situation, that whole debacle uh, was terrible. But, you know, let's not forget, he was a, you know, top 10, top 15 wide receiver, you know, two or three years ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the right situation – and that's what the NFL is, is you put these talented – players in the right situation that elevates their talent. I mean, that, that's what happens. So you give him a Matt Stafford who can, you know, throw the ball to anybody. Uh, now he might have a turnover here or there, you know, that's Stafford, but he's going to sling the rock and there's, there's targets to be had. So Allen Robinson is, is going to be a big key factor in this, this offense. And I have no doubt in my mind, Sean McVay, his, you know, innovative offense and uh, defense took a slight step back with losing Von Miller. But, I mean, let's face it, they still have Aaron Donald, um, which is yeah. is the freak of the defensive side. I mean, second to him would probably be Jeff Simmons, in my opinion. But uh, it, it's incredible. With, with that team and they are again a, a, a big favorite probably second to the bills right now uh, but i i don't see them taking much of a step back at all if it any yeah i i agree with that um rich obviously trey lance coming into the season he's the the number one uh with surprisingly jimmy g resigning as the backup uh, what did you? What is your opinion on on Trey Lance? Really, only playing in a couple games last year. Does he uh, have what it takes to uh, get the keep the Rams? I mean, or I'm sorry, the the Forty ers keep them afloat and and possibly make a playoff run. Um, I think he does have some tangibles that'll work for them. I'm still a, a Jimmy G fan. Um, I still think, uh, given his lack of experience, as opposed to what uh, Jimmy G brings to the table, I mean, if you put a gun to my head and said, "What quarterback you can start?" I'm, I would probably stay stick with Jimmy G. But I can see how they how the ownership sees it as, "Hey, look, we just invested a bunch of picks. We, we put a lot of capital in this guy to bring him in. We want him to be our number one guy." I, but I think what really is going to help, and it helps, it it helped both quarterbacks. It helped Jimmy G quite a bit, and it also is going to help Trey Lance. Is you got Debo Samuels? I mean, Debo is uh, and, and uh, Kittle. He's, yeah, he, he uh, and you got Kittle, but Debo kind of gives you a lot of options just because of the fact that you can pull him out of the backfield. You can also hang him out, hang him out wide, and then you got Kittle. Uh, their defense is always good. Uh, I. Can't remember if I saw some. Is Bosa okay, or was that the other? Yeah, Bosa? I believe so. Okay, yeah, he right. should he should be fine. Okay, Nick but, Nick Bosa, you know, yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah, but but you, I mean, you look at that, and again, this is all opinionated based on my opinion, but um, I think Trey Lance probably needs uh, another year, maybe, to be really effective. Does that mean that he's not going to be able to? be effective no I'm, I'm sure that he's going to win some games that you probably think he doesn't he shouldn't win uh but there's probably going to be some games that 
from a management standpoint that he'll probably not win because mm-hmm. of the lack of yeah. experience. So, yeah. Uh, real quick on, on, on that subject. I just wonder mentally uh, how he's going to be able to perform knowing that they re-signed Jimmy G. Uh, uh, does he feel like if he makes a mistake, he's going to get the quick act? So it'll be interesting to see how that the, that season pans out over there. Shanahan's a, a, a hell of a coach, and you know he's going to put the right pieces in, in place to, to make them win. So now we'll move on to the, the division up here, the NFC North. The Honolulu Blue and Silver are, uh, God, they, they kill us every year. Uh, uh, one of the one of the questions posed in our training uh, was with a bunch of people from the, uh, Detroit, and they, you know, what's one thing that you guys have unique to one another? I said we all s- suffer with the Detroit Lions, and got people got to get a got a kick out of that. Um, but without that being said, um, Brandon, obviously every year. Green Bay is always the talk of the town and, and Aaron Rodgers, whatever uh, concoction he does over, over the off season uh, is always no uh, noteworthy. Um, tell me who wins this division and why. Um, I've gone back and forth on this one. Uh, I think the all around talent outside of the QB is Minnesota and I think the definite quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. And what elite quarterbacks do is make players around them better and elevate them. And I can see this scenario. I mean, we'll talk later about MVPs, but, you know, this guy, he's back-to-back MVP. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen in our time, you know, top five, probably at least maybe top three. And I just don't, when it's such a, an offensive game and when everything rides on the QB shoulders, I mean, you see teams that are completely loaded and without a quarterback, they fall short every time. And then you see teams just like, you know, the Patriots, how many years did they win Super Bowls with, a bunch of, you know, misfits around them, you know, it's because of the quarterback and, and, you know, obviously Belichick. But so I I think it's one of those situations, you know, until I'm proven wrong, I'm, I'm riding Aaron Rodgers all day. You know, Kirk Cousins has been serviceable in the NFL. Um, Yeah. He can make throws occasionally, but, you know he's got a he's had a lot of talent around him. He's he still does, uh, but even though losing Devonte, I I look at a lot of so called no name players to be pretty recognized this year on the Packers, and I, I think they take this one. Rich, same question. <clears throat> um, I kind of agree with. Uh, Brandon about uh, Kirk Cousins. A, he went to Michigan State, so he's already got one strike against him. So, and two is, I just, I don't, he's not worth the money that he makes. I'll I'll be, he's not. I mean, the way that those years that uh, Washington was uh, throwing suitcases of money at him to stay, 
uh, all he did was he he robbed he robbed him. That's what he did. Um, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is who Aaron Rodgers is. Obviously, if Tom Brady's not in the league, uh, and you're looking at like you said MVP quarterbacks, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers. Quarterbacks make their players around them better. Aaron Rodgers does that in his scheme. Tom Brady did that in his scheme when he was with the Patriots. Uh, so, I mean, I agree exactly with what you said with that. Uh, Green Bay, some of the things is, uh, uh, you know, I like the quarter, not the quarterback, but the running back situation with uh, Dylan and Jones. I, I, I do like that. Um, it's nice to see teams that have a one-two combo, uh, per se, when it comes to uh, uh, being able to run the ball. Uh and be more of a north and south team instead of an east and west team. Um, I still think Green Bay is going to win the north for sure. I mean, it's nice to see Rashawn Gary. He's back. Um, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears. Well, they're uh, oh and seventeen. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, uh, after the after the releases, they they picked up like I don't know like. 13, 14, no, I think like six or seven guys off. Yeah. Off, you know, they picked up retreads off everybody else's cut lists. Sounds like Robbie's fantasy team after the draft. He's like <laughs> dropping players and picking, Ooh. picking people up off the waivers before anybody no. gets all of every, them. Every no, 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 no. no, it's because he's done his research is why he yeah. does it. Hey, look at all these guys that nobody thought of. They're on yeah, my exactly. Team. I'm with you, Robbie. Yeah, he does his research after the draft. That's you know. That's where the gray hairs come in. Very exactly. respectable. <laughs> All right, Robbie. Obviously, Rich and I may uh, have a bit of a skewed reality from the uh, our lovable Leos, or, or as our, our, our Rich likes to call them, the Pontiac Pussycats, or what they once were called. Yeah. A neutral party. Uh, their chances of obviously anything over three thirteen and one is a success. What are the chances that the Lions, you know, maybe come in here and, and like I said, Vegas has them plus or minus six and a half. Is eight wins out of the the possible realm of possibility? What as a neutral opinion? What do you think of the Lions? Yeah. So on first, as that question's asked, I'm just like, no. But then you start to go back and then you start to look at the schedule. And, I mean, this really is the dumb-dumb division. Like, the, the, the Bears can't put together a solid team. For the Packers, for all their success, like in the last, you know, 30 years now, man, they've won two Super Bowls and they've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers back-to-back. Like, that's a failure, in my opinion. Like, that's not successful. Only two Super Bowls with them, too. And having the Lions in that division, which should. And then the Vikings, they're just. They had Randy Moss, Chris Carter, don't they call it? Like, it's just. Whatever the reason, this division seems somewhat cursed. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, the Lions, you guys are all, I'm sure, too familiar with. The Lions having Barry Sanders for all those years and Calvin Johnson and just like, can we not win with these guys? Mm-hmm. So, um, what are the chances? To me, just from the outside, and this isn't necessarily about the Lions. This is more about Aaron Rodgers. 
he seems more and more distracted by football and, and, and which is different than Tom Brady's outside distractions of football or from football. Roger seems like football is not really what he cares about anymore. And combining that with the Packers diluting his talent pool and his, his um, support staff. Uh, I think the Vikings should be the favorites, but you know, the, the Lions have got some players, questionable quarterback play still, but I think they get to eight games now. Now that's not to make the playoffs, but no, I, I think I think I, I don't think you're in Loserville anymore. I think the Lions um, have a good solid five hundred to above five hundred year this year. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Loserville, yeah. All right, we're we're gonna round the corner here. We've gone through all the divisions. Said what we had to say about the, each team. I think, for the most part, we agree on uh, who's going to win the divisions. So, um, Rich, we'll start with you. Give me your your AFC champion, your NFC champion, and your Super Bowl winner. Oh Jesus. My AFC champion is going to be the Bills. NFC champion is going to be it's going to be the Rams. It's hard not to pick that. And it's, and it's first, and it's week one matchup. Yep, yep. And who do you who do you like in that matchup? Super Bowl. Shit, are you putting money on this? Am I gonna bet? Am I? Hey, hold on. Am, am I going with my heart or my wallet? Which one are we going with? Well, what is what wallet. is your what does your gut tell you? <laughs> Bills. Again, not a bad, not a bad pick. Uh, Brandon, same question. But on top of that, who's your league MVP? Man, it's really hard between the Bills and the Bengals for me, but I'm going to have to go Bills. I think they got better on the offseason. I have to go Bills. Unfortunately, as a Titans fan, we don't like the Bills, and it hurts my heart to say that, although I would like revenge against the Bengals as well. But um, anyway, yeah, so Bills, AFC, NFC, I think it's going to be Tampa Bay, man. I think I'm going to pick Tampa Bay because I think they're on a mission. I think they're the outlier right now. They're not on paper the best team, but um, they've got the best quarterback and hard to go against that guy. 
MVP. So I wrote this down too. It, it coincides with my pick here. Um, Tom Brady for the MVP. Ooh. If he makes it to the Super Bowl, he's plus 800 right now, which is not bad. Wow. Um, I would take Tom Brady. This is his, I think, in my opinion, his final season. And yeah. I think he's going to be more focused this year. You know, not that he's not every year, but he's going to be extra focused this year. Uh, so that's that's my just straight up eight plus eight hundred. You know, throw a little little money on him. If you want a long shot MVP, well, quite it's not quite a long shot, but I'd go Aaron Rodgers after that. Go for the three peat. Try for the re- three peat. Just do another elite quarterback. Let me remind everybody, uh, Mr. Chain is. A Buckeye fan, so giving a lot of uh, respect to uh, a Michigan player. That's you know what? That's all right. You know, hey, they're not all they're not all that bad. We'll just say he's he's the goat, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what college he came from, in the sure. NFL, once he leaves his college, you know, he's NFL right. now. So <laughs> I agree, uh, Robbie, uh, the king of research. I'm sure he's he. You've toiled over sleepless nights deciding who who's going to come out of these conferences and and who's going to be the MVP. What do you think? All right, so NFC is pretty easy. Um, I like the Rams to repeat in NFC. I just don't think there's a lot of a lot of good good teams in NFC. Now the AFC takes some mental gymnastics to get there <laughs> because. We've had the last two Super Bowl winners have won Super Bowls in their home stadiums. Never happened before until it just did, and then it just did again. Mm. I'm going to pick a team that I'm not even sure wins their own division in the toughest division, so they're going to be on the road all through the AFC playoffs, which is much more of the harder conference. And, boys, as much as I hate to say it, I think we're having an L.A. versus L.A. Super Bowl. Oh. I think it's going to be the Chargers and the Rams in the Super Bowl. Ooh. And I think the, the Chargers, two worst fan bases. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, <laughs> yeah. And no, no one yeah. – hey, hey, it'll be the cheapest Super Bowl ticket ever because there's actually no fans to go to the game. <laughs> so, it won't be nice. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The the whole, you know, front or uh, club yeah, seats whole, will be all Hollywood. Yeah. There. Um, okay, so if, so, so if, this te- if this tells you anything right now on FanDuel, what you just said, I don't even think there's an option for you to even – wait, hold on. I might be wrong. Go ahead. Keep going. That, that's how far-fetched his it's idea not, the Rams, is. There's, there's not even an option on FanDuel. <laughs> the Rams are second favorite in the, in the NFC. It's not far-fetched. Um, it's a plus 4,900 right now on FanDuel. Hey, Cincinnati like it. made it to the, made it to the Super Bowl last year. And I don't think there was anybody, uh, in their right mind that would have predicted that. And, you know, and obviously they were the on season, the road the whole way too. Like that's, yeah. that's just like, look, it's the NFL, guys. Not, I, 
Anything ran, can happen. Ran out of season ticket holders for the Titans. Any given Three. week, it's 50-50 home it, fans yeah. and away fans. The home field means very little in the NFL right. anymore. It's like predicting the weather. I mean, yeah. it's 50-50 um, shot. But MVP, um, I think Josh Allen gets the one seed for the Bills, and I, th- I think he's taking the crown um, at least this year. I think he wins it. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I, and my, my pick suit with Rich is I like Buffalo. I like the Rams. Um, Buffalo to win it uh, and Josh Allen to be the MVP. Um, needless to say, it's going to be a great season. There's a lot. There's a good lot of good storylines. So finishing up the show today, um, a little uh, bet your nuts segment as we cheat from uh, the reckless speculation that that Robbie and Brandon and myself are on. I look for it tomorrow night uh, at 9 p.m. on the River City Media Network. Um, So Brandon, we'll start with you. Uh, Tomorrow's game, or I'm sorry, Thursday's game uh, could be a Super Bowl preview. They've they've got Buffalo and the Rams. The Buffalo's a a two-and-a-half point favorite with an over-under of 52-and-a-half. What's your pick? Rams, plus two and a half, um, home field advantage. This is where Vegas is unsure. It's a 50-50 coin flip, and it's a home field advantage. Anytime you see this kind of line, it's a it's a home field advantage pull, I think, in my opinion. Um, slightly, they're giving the, the Bills a better team, but – that two and a half line, um, I like. I like the Rams here. Okay, uh, Robbie, uh, this this game could be one of the most intriguing. Be it that uh, Baker Mayfield playing his former team, uh, albeit that game is in Carolina. Uh, Carolina's favored two and a half with an over under of forty one and a half. Uh, who do you like here? Man, I like 41 and a half, just very, very few points. I like the over on that, just number standpoint. These are just two teams in kind of disarray. I think I like Matt Rules coaching for his job. Um, Any doubt, before I answer this, any doubt Sean Payton's going to be the first $15 million a year coach but whether it's from Dallas, Carolina, Miami, someone's coming in with a checkbook for him. Cool. But I guess I'm going to take Carolina just because they've at least been playing one quarterback and they haven't had this drama on the offseason. Fair enough. Rich, you got uh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Obviously, Cincinnati home uh, going to get their AFC championship rings. Uh Favored six and a half, over under 44 and a half. Uh, who do you like in this one? Mm-hmm. I like the Bengals this one. I'm going to take the Bengals with the over. I think they're going to go over 44. Love the over as well. Yep, yep. Uh, I'll take this next game. Uh, and this is one that, that seems like it's almost a winner every year. Uh, Patriots going to Miami. 
like we talked about earlier, I think Miami has a lot to prove, and they have a lot of weapons, and I think they come out really hot. This line is Miami's favorite by three, uh, and the over-under is 47. I, I do like Miami on in this game. Uh, I think Tua comes out hot. Uh, the under 47 seems real high because I'm not too sure how the Patriots offense is going to look. There's a lot of question marks on that one. So I like Miami and the under on that one. Uh, Brandon, uh, here's the battle of the NFC North. Uh, going to Minnesota. Uh, and surprisingly, in my opinion, Minnesota's the uh, two-point underdog with an over-under of 48. Who do you like in this one? Green Bay. Green Bay all day. Um, I I wouldn't flirt with the over-under on that. That's probably pretty close to where it's going to be. Okay. Robbie, we got uh, Kansas City going to Arizona. Obviously, Arizona have a lot to prove that last year was not, you know, uh, the team that they are losing in the playoffs. Uh, Kansas City going in there with a four-and-a-half-point spread favorite. Uh, over under a 53 and a half. Uh, who do you like in this one? I like Arizona as Mahomes adjusts to a post Tyreek Hill error. In that number, what do you think? 53 and a half, high or low? I think Vegas is putting it in the 50s compared to everyone else in the 40s to make you think. It is high. Um, I think they get it. Over? Well, yeah. You got the over. Okay. Rich, like this could too. be the this could be possibly the game of the, one of the games of the weekend here. You got you got the Vegas Raiders going into the Chargers. Obviously, teams have a lot to play for. <laughs> Uh, divisional game, uh, so it's important to come out on top. Chargers three-point favorite with an over-under of 52. Who pulls this one out? I think the Chargers are going to take it, but I'm going to take the under. I'm not going to take the over. Yeah, we're going to see some pretty good defense in this game. I think sneaky defense Mm -hmm. on both sides. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Brandon, your MVP pick and Super Bowl winner, Tampa Bay travels to the – the not America's favorite team anymore, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Tampa Bay sitting at a point-and-a-half uh, favorite with an over-under of 50. What do you think? Uh, Tampa Bay, and I'd take the under here. I think we're going to be like 45, 47. Okay. I'm with you on that one. And, Robbie, we'll, we'll go with the, the sentimental game of the weekend here. You got uh, Russell uh, Wilson going back home to Seattle to face his formal, former team. Uh, Broncos are giving six here on the road against the 12th man. Over or under of 42. Uh, Seattle have – Maybe not win, but uh, who do you like in this one? Six is a lot of points in the NFL, but <laughs> and on the road, 
I just don't think Seattle has the horses, though. I'm I'm not confident, but I'll take Denver with the points. Yeah, that. And then over under, I don't think Seattle. If if Denver covers, Seattle can't score that much. So I like the under. Geno Smith being their starter, uh, uh, it's going to be a long season up there in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, I'll take this last game that we have. Eagles traveling here to Detroit to face the uh, the Lions. Uh, Eagles are four point favorite with an over under of forty eight and a half. This game's scary to me. Um, as much as I want to say Detroit's going to win, coming off hard knocks and and with a lot of momentum, the Eagles they could be a sleeper team. And 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 I think Jalen Hurts has enough athleticism that he can make plays with his legs that always seems to. Uh, be Detroit's Achilles heel. So, unfortunately, I'm going to take the Eagles in this one uh, with an under of 48 and a half. Now, last year, the Lions in San Francisco week one both put up ridiculous numbers. I don't see that happening here. Um, so, I, I go 48 and a half. I'll go with the under and take the Eagles. As much as I want to be a homer and and, and drink the Kool-Aid, I, I don't see it happening. But um, – so those you're are re- you're a realist. You're a realist. I, you, you have to be. And if there's one thing that that you learn uh, as being a Lions fan and going through so many losing seasons is you you expect the unexpected, and 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 I I expect that this probably would be the case. So, but I'll make sure I video him crying. Uh, well, you know, hey, I'll eat crow. I'll be more than happy to eat crow. But uh, so those are the picks. Uh, Rich, you got anything to say before we close it out? No, one thing I just want to say, thanks, guys, for coming on and spending an hour and a half of your time. Uh, I think we went a little bit quicker than some of the other shows you guys have been on. So uh, <laughs> covered, we covered a lot here. Tom, thanks yeah. for doing the MC work and, uh, and keeping things moving and keeping on topic. But, uh, no, I appreciate you guys coming on and spending some time with us. Uh, I look forward to uh, working with you guys. Uh, Tom and I both uh, you know, look forward to working with you guys on some more. Maybe we can get a couple more of the uh, the guys from uh, the RCM on the Adeus, and then we could uh, talk a little bit more than just uh, football. Maybe we can talk about uh, Tennessee whiskey. Maybe at maybe at a time or two, we can yeah. get involved with that. Yeah, I'm a big bourbon and cigar guy, so I can right. I can well, uh, I can I roll can, with I that. Can, I can handle with some bourbon and stuff like that with you. So for sure. But no, guys, thanks again for taking your time to. Uh, come out and talk some football with us uh, as Yankees. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, I got nothing else. Thanks, guys. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 9 p.m., Reckless Speculation right right here on the River City and iLogic Media. Check it out. It's a great show, and I'm honored to be a part of it with, with these guys. You guys be well. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, thank you guys for having us. Um, awesome. It was a fun time. Love talking football. Thank God it's back. Uh, yes. Yeah, no just, shit. Yeah, we got so much to oh. talk about now. Just well, we could talk for hours. Are we going to get cut off or do I have a few few minutes? Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say. Still live. We're still live for this, you. So this, is, this is what the NFL does so dang well. Look, college football wets the whistle for football being back. But then there's 40-point games. There's 40-point spreads. The NFL comes in the week after, and it's 
Every game's going to be great. The talent's on display. And as much as I love college football, man, the product, the NFL is just so good. It's so the the two hour game windows, like everything's just a well oiled machine. And like all these games this weekend, get divisional games. The biggest spread is what seven and a half. It's it's just great, and you tie in fantasy like. Besides for the opening weekend of March Madness, uh, this is the greatest weekend of sports, in my opinion, when the NFL opens up and you have college sprinkled in, and it's just magical. So I'm so looking forward to this. And then then, then next week, and then we have tons of t- to talk about, and it's just, it's just great to be back into the football season. Amen to that. Well, guys, you guys have a good one. I'm going to uh, I'm cut it off. You guys said be well. All right. All right. Thanks Thank for you, having boys. Us, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah.